Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant. So, made a pick? Yeah, they just picked up. No, no. one cares. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is the Two Drunk Accountants. My name is Dan. My name is Tim and I feel very hurt. <laughs> uh, as we're doing the podcast, Tim is sitting here watching the AFL draft. Yeah, we're up to pick number 60, round four. And uh, Essendon just picked up Noah Gown. Dan, Dan, Dan doesn't really care. He's got a great surname too. Gown. Gown. Yeah. Gown. He's getting, you're getting really to the bottom of the barrel when you're at pick 60, I imagine. Yeah, well, Melbourne only at pick 56 only just picked up Marty Hoare. So... Yeah, but he gets around. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> good pun. Tim. Yeah. What? Uh, what do you want? <laughs> what is the, the Tim, Tim and Dano? Uh, Tim, what did you do this week? I had my birthday on the weekend, Dan. You did too. Yeah. We, I was it was there. fun. It was fun. We were, we were, we were boogieing down we on were. Saturday night. We went to the Savoy. Yeah, the Savoy uh, was. It's this um, cool bar that's popped up in our local area. Mm. Um, it was a theater in the 1950s. Yeah, it used to be an old movie theater. Pretty cool, uh, and they, it was closed down for like the last two decades. Yeah, I, I don't know if I if I told you this on the night, Tim, but it was my the movie. No one cares. It was the it was the theater my dad went to when he was a kid. Did yeah, no, you did actually. Yeah. You told me that a couple of weeks ago. That's pretty cool. Yeah, hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, um, I wonder. I mean, it'd be cool if he went there. As mm. as, like, imagine him walking in. Yeah, exactly. Just, like the memories he'd probably. Yeah. Anyway, so they uh, they play music and they also put up um, movies. Yeah. You don't hear the sound from the movies, but they just plays on but the you big screen. Them. Yeah. You watch them and then you order drinks and food and you just have a good good old time. Yeah, we were sitting sitting around there at the back row ha- having some drinks and having a chat and. Uh, Watching Coming to America in silence yeah. while uh, while some tunes were playing. It was really cool. I ended up watching half of that movie on Sunday. Did you? Well. Yeah. <laughs> I like Coming so, to America. Actually, because a memory just flashed back into my brain of Jade coming over to me and going, have you seen this movie, Dan? And I was like, yeah, Coming to America. And, and she was like, Tim hasn't seen it. <laughs> That's my best Jade impersonation. Um, yeah, I hadn't seen it. I love those movies in like New York. Um, like that old sort of nineties grungy yeah. New York. I think that was and a, Eddie that was Murphy. 80s. Yeah. Was that eighties? Yeah. Eddie Murphy in his prime. It was as well. That was that and uh, that do you remember we drank every time Eddie Murphy was in the uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the credits? Because he, he and uh, I think it's Arsenio Hall Hall play a few Ooh. characters. Uh, yeah. Each each on the uh, each on the movie. So every time their name appeared in the credits, we took a sip. Yeah, so mm. I was a little bit, we were a little bit dusty on Sunday, mm. but uh, good times. I felt the love on yeah. my birthday. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Yeah, much the same. Went to your birthday. Yeah. Uh, what else did I do during this week? I worked. Oh, I know a good one for you. What? Got some great results in your exam. Yes, Exams. I did. I did. Uh, Which? Uh, it, it, 28 it, years it and probably uh, pits free, you a little from, b- free from infections. Pit- <laughs> Different, different I'm, exam. I'm glad we can uh, different exam. just announce that uh, live to <laughs> all of the people listening to this right now, that Dan is clean and free from viruses. Viruses. Let's see. Yes. Uh, no, I did get some other good results. I yeah. finally finished off my... Uh, my CPA exams, Tim. Yeah, it's not it's not easy. It's really hard. No, actually. and uh, and I I was I had a stretch goal. I was sick of doing them, so I said, you know what? I'm just doing them both. Yeah, two last two I had just two in one semester. Getting getting them out of the way. I'm sick of looking at this. Oh, uh, and uh, and yeah, came out with two HDs. That's a that's a ballsy move, Dan. Yeah, that's a real ballsy move. It worked. So five out of six HDs. Five out of six. Correct. That's uh, that's massive. Correct. That's massive. When I, because um, I only graduated earlier in the year with my CPA, mm. there was only like two people in the room of about 300 or something like that who were getting mm. their CPAs that, that achieved that, mm. at least five out of six. 
So you'll get yeah. this special little prize. I'll get this get special to go up at the end or I'll something like that. I'll get a meaningless bit of paper for <laughs> yeah. a lot of extra hard work. I don't know if it actually says anything <laughs> different, but you get to go out at a different time. Yeah, so that's that's something to work for. And now you can it? put um, CPA behind your, your name yeah, in well, your email. Pretty soon. Uh, I think I have to wait like two months or something for the, the paperwork to clear. <laughs> but, but once that happens, uh, I can do it. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that's good. But congrats. Thank you. Yeah. I got there. Nice one. I did it. Yeah. You did it. I did it. So, yeah. Uh, so, that was my week. Nice one. Yeah. Yeah, that is exciting. Yeah. So, I think we both had a good week. Time for the uh, business update, Dan. Business I know you have a couple of those things. I do have a couple. Uh, the first one is a continuation from last week. So, last week, mm. if uh, all of your... The, the, the Twitter war? No, no. Oh. Oh, oh, everyone listened last more, week. More juicy goss. No, unfortunately not. Last week's topic was ATO disputes and handling those ah. disputes. And literally... Two days after or three days after that, I was reading, scrolling through ABC News as mm-hmm. as, I, as I'm as I do, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> an article popped up with the headline: uh, "Tax deal between PH, uh, BHP and ATO ends one fight, but another awaits." Oh, another awaits. Yeah. So essentially, what happened is, yeah, the uh, BHP uh, got in trouble for transfer pricing, and if, oh, okay. if you don't know what that is. Uh, that's when you have an... And I spoke about this in one episode before when I was by myself, but essentially you've got an entity in Australia that's earning revenue or has costs and then you transfer that re- revenue to a third... Oh, sorry, to a second entity that's in a country with a lesser tax rate mm-hmm. uh, to make all the profits in that country and pay less tax. So, yeah, yeah. Um, And you're transferring it at a cost that basically means the, the entity in this country makes no profit and you pay no tax. So, I wonder what um, offshore country BHP... Singapore. Ah. They have their marketing hub in Singapore <laughs> and uh, they're not the only big mining company to do it. So wow. uh, the other co- you know, all the other big ones that you'd, that you'd know of are, are fighting the same battle right now. Wow. They so all have an entity that? in Singapore. 500 and something million? Yeah, so they they've cool agreed. Five hundred and fifty yeah. mil. So they settled with the uh, with the ATO for five hundred and twenty nine million uh, without admitting fault. So they said they did nothing wrong, but we'll pay back half a billion dollars. My God. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So it's it's, it's there's there's a little bit of the um, budget deficit bridge yeah. <laughs> right there. Exactly. Uh, that's it's crazy. It's a little bit. Uh, it gets more complicated as you read through. Uh, yeah. I won't get into it, but essentially it was just an interesting uh, follow-on from last week's ATO disputes. This is an entity yeah. that clearly has had a dispute over yeah. tax laws. Yeah. And at the other end, they've settled on an amount with the ATO. Mm. Imagine the legal fees on that one. That'd be mm, interesting. Quite but, high. But, um, you know, we, there's a lot of companies in the crosshairs for the ATO. Yeah. I know some companies, it's harder than others to pin this on. Mm. So like BHP, for example, I mean, that's a little bit of a raw, like the marketing department. So obviously yeah. they're being charged a fee from the marketing department in Singapore. They'd sell the it to a, another entity, which they own most of yeah. in another country at cost, essentially. Yeah, that's um, I, I, they weren't doing it with all of, like they did pay a lot of tax in, yep. in Australia, but I think there was a portion of it that mm. they were sending. Well, it must have been a lot if they were willing to settle for 529 mil. Exactly. And so then you look at the apples of this world. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, don't pay a dollar of tax in Australia. Mm. Um, they have a more... I mean, they're importing products in, so that's a little bit different for them. But it's still the same kind of thing. Same concept. So yeah, we'll, we'll see see what the ATO can wrangle. I think we're going to be seeing more and more of this, uh, more mm. and more of a crackdown on the, on the larger mm. businesses, yeah. um, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's better for small business. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a bit rough when, you know, a small business is being chased to yes. the point of, you know, you know, uh, being shut down by the ATO yes. over a matter of $20,000, yeah. $50,000 when, you know, they could repay that over the next few years. Yeah. When BH, you know, BHP owes half a billion to the tax <laughs> office and they settle. Crazy. You know, I mean... No fault though. They're not at fault. Yeah, they're not at fault though. No, exactly. Clearly not. So, bit of a double standard with that one. <laughs> uh, so, quickly, I know you've got another one. Yes. But I, I want to add another one. More good news for Australia following on from last week's... Oh, yeah? Uh, that, I think it was the week before actually with the superannuation. Yeah. Uh, so, Australia nudges Switzerland on the top of the global median wealth list. Eat that, Switzerland. So, Australia, right? And this is a, might not feel like it. 
We are the wealthiest people in the world. What? Yeah. That's it, right. Number one. Number one. We are the number one median wealth per adult in the world, according to this. Wow. So we average 191,453 US dollars per adult. In wealth. In wealth. So that mm. could include... And the reason why they're, saying, they're saying here that... Um, Superannuation, compulsory super, oh, is, is one that. of the big reasons. They include that. Oh. Is one of the biggest reasons. Wow. Well, and, then, yeah. And also, we have a heavy reliance on property with 60% of our wealth being non-financial. Wow. And because of property prices in the last five years have just gone up and up and yeah. up, that has pushed us to the top of the list. So, could property a, prices are going down yeah, now. Yeah, could be a paper figure. <laughs> so, we might <laughs> drop a few, a few spots in this That's list, but currently, we are the wealthiest median country... That's Medium very wealth interesting. Per adult. That's what, really interesting. It's yeah, it's good. Uh, good fact there. Dude. Yeah. If, if you if you go through the, it's interesting actually. Like if you look through the top ten, like Australia, Switzerland, uh, Belgium, the Netherlands, France, Canada, Japan, New Zealand, United Kingdom, and wow. then like halfway down the list, the United States. What number? US. It doesn't give a number, but hmm. their 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 number like their wealth per adult. 61,667. Wow. Uh, they're behind countries like Taiwan. Mm. Wow. And, but that, that also could be represented by, you know, there might, in, in Taiwan, I don't know about the situation over in that country, but there might yeah. be 20 individuals with a billion dollars yeah. and the rest exactly. of the country is it, poor. A um, median. A uh, median, but still, if there's a mm. huge difference between the top and the bottom, the median is yeah, still Yeah, it could still. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you're. Yeah. Actually, no, that's wrong. Yeah, because it's the your order. A median is the number of people yeah. in that. Median's a weird way to do it. Well, a median's a good indication of skew as well. Like, yeah. So, um, I wonder what the mean was. Yeah, so a mean could be different, but a median means you know if you've got a thousand people it's and the they've 500th. each got a wealth number, it's the five hundredth number in that. Yeah. Is that mm. that's the median score? Yeah, because it is very skewed, yeah. obviously. If you did an average, even the US could be number one. Exactly. There could be some mega rich. Well, we, as we know, there are mega rich people exactly. in the US. So that shows as well that there are, there's quite a lot of difference in the US between the richest and the poorest. Probably related to population as well. Exactly. All those countries you rattled off there. Mm, low a population. lot of people. Oh, you mean no, in Taiwan? The top 10. I thought you were meaning... Um, Australia, like, Switzerland, Taiwan, yeah. New Zealand, mm. Belgium. They're, they're wealthy countries with low populations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay, cool. Well, that's a good fact. Interesting. Um, I also have a business update. Very quickly, though. It's mm. just... Uh, it doesn't really affect Australian small businesses, but it's an interesting thing to note. Mm. If you are interested in accounting software, it's what QuickBooks is doing in America, Dan. Mm. Um, essentially, American banking is really inefficient and slow. Yep. So, to, to pay someone can take two days. Yeah. Um, because it has to, it's like a day per financial institution. So mm. the one sending it and the one receiving it. And we complain about, you know, the yeah. several hours that we have here. It's, it's shocking. So, um, what QuickBooks is doing, mm. uh, or Intuit, mm. they're, um, stepping into the space of the bank, uh, or the financial institution mm. and speeding up the payment process. Ah. Yeah. So interestingly, um, if you use QuickBooks in America, um, what they will do is when you pay your payroll, mm. QuickBooks will send the money. And then the money gets paid to QuickBooks. And the money gets paid. Yeah. So, they, they basically cut the time in half yeah. of the transaction. That's, that's fascinating. Yeah. Because they, um, they have all the data there mm. and they know um, that the money is going to be paid mm. by the person who's doing the transaction. So, and they're actually moving more and more into that finance space. Yeah. So, um, a huge part of their offering, and this is what affects Australian consumers. So, yeah. that doesn't really affect Australia because yeah. Australia's banking pretty good. Is, is like world class. And it's about to get better. It's, it's only getting better yeah. with the um, pay ID. Pay ID. And, which yeah. is amazing. I actually only learned a little bit more about that. I was listening to the Cloud Accounting podcast. They were talking about Australia's pay ID. They're yeah. American. Yeah. And, um, and that's a podcast directed towards accountants. But yeah. Um, 
what it actually what they were saying was this pay, the pay ID you can actually just give people your email address. Yeah. And then if you're changing bank accounts in your business or mm. personally, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's it's gonna update every time you change your bank accounts. Yeah. So how cool is that? You don't have to change bank details with people. I anymore. did notice actually when I was making a payment earlier today, uh, there was an option on my nab that said pay ID. Pay ID. Yeah. So you most people would have the ability to set up their pay ID. Mm. I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. Either. I can't really be bothered at this stage, but mm. it is a cool idea, and I think that's mm. going to speed up payments. Yeah. yeah, and there's things like you know blockchain and stuff where things are going to become instant over time. Well, I think that's the goal in yeah. Australia, and pay ID is like part of that. Uh, is live payments. Yeah. So um, where QuickBooks is heading with Australian. Uh, customers and this is why they're giving away files yeah. so cheap now. this is I know part of their overall this. strategy that's smart they want to lend money they yeah. want to be a lender and part of that is if you use QuickBooks they're going to finance you they're going to give you finance yeah. they have all of your data they've got more data than the banks have and a company like um, like Zero, who have a, a brilliant software yeah. don't have the capital behind them to lend people exactly. money exactly Intuit is global yeah. there's so much capital behind them so that's why they're like yeah we'll give you our files for a dollar yeah. a dollar a month because in two years time we're going to offer you a loan yeah you're gonna, we're going to market heavily to you mm. with our finance um, options smart hectic that is smart that is definitely watch this space yeah there's so a lot happening was, in the accounting software world at the moment that was the interesting thing i took from that article that is fascinating. that was digital first shoulder mcpherson maybe so. we should uh we'll link to the article today um good idea yeah i think i think people would be interested in that cool all right good one so tim our main topic today is something that we've never spoken about before oh wait i've got a segment to add oh okay a new segment new segment yeah, are you a supporter of this? I don't know. I told you about it before the podcast. I am, and, I am uh, a supporter of this. You didn't seem that excited, but I'm going to run with it anyway. No, I do like it. I'd, I'd forgotten at what point in the episode it was going to go. So lately, I've been trying to add a little funny in here. Yeah. But um, the problem is, that's Tim's I'm not, not very funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny things only happen to me. Yeah. And it's more slapstick, generally. Yeah, generally. In nature. Mm. And if you happen to be my wife, you don't find that very funny. <laughs> More annoying. Yeah, idiot, Tim. Like forgetting to print something you were told to print. Yeah. Well in advance. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in an email with one word. Print. That didn't say I needed it by this tape. But anyway, we get into minor <laughs> details there. <laughs> so, uh, you've got a new segment. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to play with the name a little bit. But right now, it's called Tim's Tips in brackets, in, in brackets after it, to be a tight ass. Tim's Tips to be a tart ass. Yes. I am a big fan of this, Tim. Let's go. Tip. Yeah. What's your first tips? So, um, the first tip is essentially, if you're eating out, Dan, Yeah. and uh, this is especially if you're going to go out for lunch, mm -hmm. uh, mid-afternoon snack, mm -hmm. or you're know, just running around the shops, you want to buy something to eat. Do not, Dan, do not buy a drink. Yes. Because A, it's bad for your health. Mm -hmm. B, that is the biggest markup that restaurants make 1000% in their business 1000% so let's use the McDonald's uh, example yeah and this is a this is a well worn example that uh, yeah. proves how much money they make so yeah <laughs> the syrup probably costs them 10 cents yeah for a large coke the cup 5 cents 5 cents Nothing. Labor, overhead allocation per drink. <laughs> Doesn't take them that cents. long to yeah. <laughs> pour the drink. Exactly. And how much and, do and they sell that it's drink automated. For? Have you seen the little machines that just whirl really? around? They're automated wow. these days. There you go. So they're making even more. Yeah. So, um, and, and they sell it probably for three or four bucks. Three bucks for a large. So <laughs> I'm glad we've got your they're, they're market make, knowledge of yeah, McDonald's. They're making like $2.50 per drink. It's crazy. There's a huge yeah. markup there. Yeah, and do you know what I'm gonna do, Tim? Is I, I'm gonna add, I'm gonna add something to the end of your segment. Okay. Right? So you're gonna have Tim's Tim's tips to be a tight ass. Yep. And Dan airing his grievances. <laughs> all right. Okay, well, I'm not done yet. All right. So, and uh, all I want to say is this is something I do a lot. Yeah. Um, I maybe have curtailed this uh this habit a little bit recently. Yeah. But uh, in my younger life, I was more of a tight ass and my friends would always be confused when I went to Subway, Dan, hmm. and didn't get a drink. I went to Subway today and have a drink. <laughs> you do. I can see you right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you fool. <laughs> I was celebrating my good results, so I, I shouted myself a cookie and a drink with my sub. Now you know this, though. You won't do it again, will you? No, definitely not. Also, <laughs> you're creating waste, man. Look at that plastic bottle. Yeah. 
Don't I, buy drinks, people. I reuse It's a waste of bottles. money. Environmental no, resources. If you really want a drink and, and you don't it's give, unhealthy. Yeah, if you don't give a crap about the environment or your health, <laughs> don't buy a drink, walk the twen- uh, 10 meters to Coles or Woolies yeah. and buy one in there for, you know, you could buy two liters for $2 exactly and if you really right. wanted it. Exactly right. Yeah. I used to do that, Dan. I used to walk down the Coles. Uh, that, that can be a later Tim's tip. <laughs> yeah, Tim's tip. It's, it's a future Tim's tip. All right, so I'm going to air my grievance here. I, I've... Apart from my, my, my beverage today in, in, in celebration and, and, and the odd... Uh, Well-earned celebration. And, and the odd cheat food I've been having. But for the past <laughs> month, I've been eating pretty healthy. And okay. uh, I've lost a few kilos. Uh, yeah. Doing pretty nice. well. Well done. Uh, but we've all been to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, we all know that in the summertime, nothing refreshes you more than a good slushy. <laughs> You know that's a fair that's a fair comment, Dan. And at McDonald's, slushies cost a dollar, one dollar for a large slushie, which is cheap. Cheap. They're still making a lot on that. They're still making just, a lot, as on we that. just discussed. Exactly. But still, you know, they're adding a frozen element and they're selling it less than the <laughs> the rest of it. So yeah, I, I'm I, I like a slushie. I try to avoid them because they're very unhealthy and you know. Hmm. Um, but yeah, if you get a meal. <laughs> And you add a slush, like if you say, "Can I have a slushy instead of the normal beverage?" Yeah, they add fifty cents to the cost of your meal. No, no. Yes, so no. for something that they sell cheaper than no. the other drink, they add money. Oh my god! It costs fifty cents to add a slushy to your McDonald's meal. <sighs> Wearing grievances. <laughs> and I, and I just won't stand for this anymore. I'm calling for a boycott of McDonald's <laughs> from now until they fix this issue. <laughs> Start a Facebook group. I will. We're going to boycott slushies. And uh, we're not going to have a slushie for the rest of this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to cost them dollars. They, how dare they want to charge us a dollar fifty? It's, for that, no, no, for that product. No, no, it's not, not just the dollar. When there's 50. starving people in Yemen. Yeah, it's it's a joke. It's a joke, <laughs> and they're gonna hear about it. They're gonna get. I'm gonna get my thesaurus, and I'm gonna write them a letter. Right, not happy. Exactly. <laughs> so. Oh no, it's cool. I, I like that segment, Dan. So, uh, it's, is it gonna be hard for you to come up with a grievance? No, anyway, I'll come up with one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm Good work, Larry David esque. I'm sure I can come up with something. <laughs> so you are you are a social assassin. <laughs> I was uh, on a side note here. I, I did watch a clip earlier. If you, if you haven't watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, please go do it. It's very funny. Yeah. But there was a, a clip about the uh, the chat and cut. Have you seen this? <laughs> I know the chat and cut. The yeah. chat and cut is where you go up to somebody in a line that you vaguely know and you pretend uh, to strike up a conversation with them so you can cut into the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so this this lady jumps in line in in front of him and starts talking to this guy and you know it looks like they're catching up after a long time and yeah. and and Larry mentioned like taps on the shoulder and says first of all i want to congratulate you <laughs> on a magnificent chat and cut and 90 percent of the time 90 percent of the time this would work but unfortunately i'm in the line <laughs> and i know what you're doing i love how it just doesn't give uh, shit. anyway it's so good classic classic anyway nice one. uh so main topic today tim mm. psi personal PSI. services income yes um, a lot of people probably don't know about this. Yeah, a lot of people wouldn't know about this, mm. and it, it does come as a surprise to some people who have started a business. Yeah, this is um, an example of one of those things the ATO put in place to crack down on income splitting. Yeah. Uh, basically, tax planning where you're delivering a service. In um, It's not, let's say, in the eyes of the ATO, a legitimate business Yeah. with many customers. Mm-hmm. And so, they're trying to limit... Uh, the tax deductions you can claim. Yeah, so essentially, it's the same kind of issue that we get with uh, super tax workers comp where a bigger employer may have required somebody to become a subcontractor because they no longer wanted to pay their tax, the super or workers comp premiums. Sure. So they say, hey, I know you're an employee. You can continue being paid from us and working for us full time. Yep but you need to go set up your own business and we're going to pay that business. Mm. Uh, and that business that they set up is only going to be providing services. Exactly. In, in terms of labor. Yeah, exactly. And, and, the, <laughs> and more often than not, um, you know, 
a business can claim things that an individual wouldn't normally be able to claim. Absolutely, because uh, there was a there was a case that set precedence for this. I don't know the case, Dan. No, maybe you do. No, we but, spoke about uh, cases last week. Look them up. Yeah, look, just go do a search yeah. case. Um, but yeah, basically, um, the ATO can't tell businesses. Um, how much to spend on something. If it's deductible, they could spend $1 yeah. or all of their money on it. Yeah, it's not up to the ATO to tell you whether or not it was reasonable to spend that much yes. on a legitimate business expense. Exactly right. So, so if you spend $10,000 on a pencil... That's up to you. Then that's up to you. So that's the, that's the benefit that businesses have, in my opinion, over, say, employees, which yeah. could be seen as an unreasonable deduction exactly and the the main the main thing that comes to mind with this is let's say that you're an employee and you drive to your tradie and yep. you drive to a work site every day and you do some work yep and you come home and you get paid your paycheck yep fine you're a business you drive to the same work site every day you do work you drive home uh you then invoice them and mm. they pay you yep well you suddenly have a place of business. Yeah. It's your home. Yeah, it's true. You've got a home office. Yep. And you're invoicing from there. You're storing equipment from there. Yep. And now suddenly you can claim some home loan interest. You can claim yep. uh, council rates, electricity use, water use, percentage based even, on the area that you're using for business-related purposes. Even um, just look at the allowance for depreciation. Yeah. yeah. For businesses versus personal taxpayers yep so if you are a business then you can write off up to twenty thousand dollars on an appreciating asset Mm -hmm. if it's lower than that value um in the year that you buy it whereas if you're an individual anything um more than is it one hundred dollars or three hundred dollars i think it's three hundred yeah well anything more than that you have to depreciate yeah over several years so so this is the why this is this is why the ato have targeted this and made some rules around it to ensure that well if somebody is working for personal services income well then you're going to be taxed like an employee like they normally would you get the deductions like you normally would you can't do anything that you normally wouldn't if you were an employee yeah so and also you can't split income correct so we'll get to this Mm. so we'll get to this Mm. so the ATU have listed some steps to figure out whether or not you have received PSI. Yeah. And the first one is figuring out if you did receive PSI. Is it the type of income that would be seen to be PSI? Are you selling things? Yeah. So Are you selling goods? Essentially, well, what they've said is you should calculate what percentage of your income comes from your labor, skills, knowledge, expertise, or efforts for your services that you provide versus anything else such as materials, tools, equipment, used to complete the job. Right. So, do they actually have some guidance there on the split, the percentage split that yeah. they would like to see? If more than 50% of the income received for a contract was for the labor skills and expertise, then all of the income for that contract is PSI. That could easily affect a builder. Yeah, definitely. Uh, even a builder who is buying materials. Yeah. That can that definitely encompasses accountants. Yeah. We so, don't sell many things. Exactly. We just sell services. So if 50% or less of the income received for a contract was only for your labor skills or expertise, then none of the income for that contract is PSI. So mm. essentially, it's 50%. If 50% mm. is for just directly your labor and skills and expertise, yep. uh, then you have PSI. Yeah, that is throwing one large ATO-sized wet blanket on a lot of businesses there, Dan. Correct. So, let me list off a few just off the top of my head that might relate. And we've given the example of tradies, and that is a big one. There's a lot of different tradespeople who are a contractor, in inverted commas, to yep. a business. But really, you're just an employee. You're turning up wherever they tell you, and you do a job, and yep. you leave. You know, yep. They're not contacting... And we're going to get into the further tests. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this covers a lot of people and a lot of things. Yeah. So, if you do any of... If you apply your knowledge or skills or expertise to any job mm-hmm. and it's more than 50% of your income, yep. you have PSI. Yep. That doesn't necessarily mean, though, you're going to have to follow the PSI rules. There exactly. are further criteria that yeah. we'll get to. So that's why I could say us as an accounting business, Yeah. we don't pass that test. Correct. But there are further tests that do allow us to not be right. caught under the PSI rules yeah. or regime. A doctor, physio like any health psychologist yeah true um yep. 
accountants, financial planners, cool. IT consultant. So what's the second test? So once you've determined that, yep, actually I do receive PSI, yeah. uh, the second test is do I have to follow the PSI rules? And the first one, the first rule to jump over is called the results test. Yes. Uh, so you need to follow, you need to meet three criteria to pass the results test. Yep. So the first one, yep. you are paid to produce a specific result. Yeah. The second one, you're required to provide the equipment, the equipment or the tools to complete that job. Yeah, for sure. And yep. three, you're required to fix the mistakes at your own cost. Yeah, okay. So breaking that down then, yeah. for the tradie example, and yep. then we'll also give the accountant example. Yep. Um, so for the tradie, who is a subcontractor, mm-hmm. and they bill their, uh, their, I guess their employer, we'll call them, yeah. uh, or their supplier, yep. <laughs> um, by the hour. Yeah. Um, they might be using their own tools, mm. but if it's billed by the hour and they're not expected to go and fix something in their own time, they can charge yeah. more hours to go and rectify an issue which they created yeah. in that first week that they were working. Yeah. That's not going to pass that test. No. So, essentially, the, the specific result in that instance, you know, you're not being paid for something specific. You're just paid for your time. Yeah. Not for a result. You, you just turn up to be an extra to hand. To be there eight out. hours that yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, so what a what a specific result would be and the ATO gives some guidance to this but essentially the outcomes and costs are agreed with the client prior to commencing the work almost like a quote exactly like a quote mm-hmm. and you're saying I'm going to build you a kitchen yep and it's going to cost this yeah that, that's not time related that's a result and that's if you result. go over in time that's on you yeah exactly that's on you yeah uh, payment is only on completion of each job or specific objective Oh, so okay. there can be progress payments and yeah, there can yeah. be whatnot. Yeah. Uh, being paid an amount per completed item or activity. For example, furniture upholstering business that is contracted to a furniture factory and paid per lounge suite completed. Okay, so that counts. That counts. Uh, that's interesting. Because that's um, per outcome. So some people run into... Um, some <laughs> A good example of this were, was the MBN Co. Yeah. And the people they had uh, digging trenches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there was a lot of contractors um, wrapped up in that. Yeah. And um, a lot of them were, were getting into strife because they were just charging the person who was getting paid by Downer yeah. um, to dig trenches. They yeah. would have contractors yep. who were just charged by the hour. Yeah. Um, that's an issue because they weren't charging for a result. Mm-hmm. But perhaps if they were charging per trench dug... Per, per trench dug, that would be... That could have changed it. You would have passed the results test as long as you met the other two criteria. So there is a little bit of planning that needs to go into that if you are a little bit in the gray area there. Yeah. You need to be giving a quote and working to an agreed price or a result. Yep. That can obviously be beneficial to your, your supplier. Yeah. It could be beneficial to you if you can do things a bit quicker. Exactly. So if, you, uh, if you're paid after submitting a timesheet or regardless of achieving, achieving a specific outcome or result, then you're obviously not going to satisfy this mm-hmm. test. So the other two criteria there were the required to provide the equipment and the tools. So, yeah. you know, that's not pretty only easy for a lot of That's pretty easy for a lot of contractors. And some people might not even have, to, we wouldn't like, I guess, yeah, bringing a computer, we'd bring our own computer. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, required to fix the mistakes at your own cost. That's, if you stuff up, one. well, then you're going to have to fix it at your own cost. Yeah. Whereas if you're an employee, yeah. if you stuff up something, well, then your business that you work for, mm-hmm. they fix the problem. Exactly. Uh, same kind of thing. Yeah. So what they also say is that if you meet, sometimes some of your contracts will meet these conditions and sometimes they won't. But as long as all three conditions are met for at least 75% of mm. the year, then you pass this test. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, let's recap. First of all, 50% <laughs> of all of your work or more needs to come from your labor expertise or knowledge. If that's the case, then 75% of all your income, your contracts in the year, need to be for a specific result. Mm. Now, if you do pass, then uh, you're fine. Really? You're good. Yeah. That's they it. don't apply. Well, I mean, I guess um, that is the results test. and But a lot of people can't necessarily say they do pass that still then. That's right. A lot of people don't. Hmm. So there is a third test. Yeah. Now this one. And this is where people still charge by the hour, yep. perhaps. Exactly. 
They're not they're not charging for a result. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're coming in at an hourly rate. That's yep. what they do on all of their jobs. That's right. So if you have worked for that results test, as Tim just said, you did not pass it, you mm-hmm. pay in per hour, whatever it is, then you've got to get past the eighty percent rule to not have to apply the PSI rules. Yeah. Now essentially in this step, you need to work out a PSI that comes from each client, including their associates in an income year. <laughs> ah, if you're, yeah. yeah, if you're a commission agent, the clients of a principal can be treated as your own clients. <laughs> um, but if you're paid by a labor hire firm, the labor hire firm is treated as your one client. Uh, okay. okay. So, but essentially, if 80% of your work clients. comes from one person, yeah. Then you have to apply the PSI to like you, you haven't met this rule. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're not paid for a result, and eighty percent of the time you're paid by the one person or their associates. Yeah, you don't meet the PSI rule. Yeah, interesting. So that one's pretty straightforward to work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after that, <laughs> there is more. So if less than eighty percent of the PSI comes from one client, you've then got to go to the remaining tests. Yeah, so they're still giving you more chances to not be encompassed in the PSI regime. Yes, mm. correct. <laughs> so you've got one large client and or most of your work is done for, for one client mm-hmm. and um, you're billing them by the hour. <laughs> it will get you through to this stage, right? Uh, no. No. So if you go to the 80% rule and... 80% or more comes from the one client. Yep. Then you pretty much don't have another test. Yeah, you failed it completely. You failed so it. So you have to... Okay, so if you fail at that stage, you are um, PSI. Your income is PSI. You're not running a business. Correct. You can't claim business deductions. You have to claim PSI deductions. Correct. So, so but the if next you pass one, that test, then you have to pass the next test. You have to pass one of the three tests. Ah. One of the three next tests. This is the unrelated clients test, yep. the employment test, mm-hmm. and the business premises test. Mm. So, unrelated clients test. Uh, your PSI must be produced from two or more clients who are not related or connected, and the work must be obtained by making offers to the public or sections of the public, which means, so less than 80%, you might get work from two <laughs> clients, 50% each. Yep. Uh, they must be completely unrelated, and you must be making offers to the public for more work. Yeah. So you must have a website or whatever. Exactly. Yellow Pages marketing. Exactly. <laughs> so that's another one. Uh-huh. The second one along here is the employment test. So your business must employ or contract others to help complete the work as it generates your PSI. Mm. So if you have employees. If you have employees. So you can only pass the 80% test if you also have Employees. Employees or their unrelated clients. Mm. So the next one, business premises test. Your business premises must meet certain location usage criteria. So you will pass this test if at all times in the income year, your business premises meets all three of the following. <laughs> so not all three, just all of the following. Yep. Used mainly for personal services work, used exclusively for your business, physically separate from your home, and physically separate from your clients. Yeah. So, let's go through all this again. <laughs> yeah, let's summarize this. <laughs> let's summarize this from the very beginning. Uh, You've worked out that you have PSI. Yeah, so you, you're delivering services. You're delivering a service. More than 50%. More than 50% comes from that, your pure knowledge or expertise or labor. Yeah. So, you've got to pass some tests to be able to claim Normal income deductions. and deductions like a business would. Exactly. So... First rule, results, results test. Yeah. Do you produce a specific result? Do yeah. you provide your own equipment and tools? And do you fix the mistakes at your own cost? And does 75% of all your income meet that criteria? <laughs> yeah. That's the first test. That's pretty, that's pretty black and white. Yeah. Hmm. That's black and white. So if you pass that... You're good. You're good. You're good. If you pass that, don't worry business. about it. Yeah. Forget about it. You're a personal services business. Exactly. Exactly. So don't worry about that. If you fail that test, well, then you move on to the 80% rule. (laughs) Now, the 80% rule is, does 80% of your work come from the one client or does it come from many clients? Yes. 
if it comes from the one client, well then you have PSI income, and unless you, uh, so you have PSI and you need to follow the PSI rules, yep. and unless you make a determination to the ATO, <laughs> that's it. End of the line. So that's the end of the line there. End um, of the line. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's pretty clear cut too, really. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're not passing the results test, I suppose, I mean, yeah, if you, I guess that's saying if you contract and you charge hours to three different businesses correct doing the same thing not results correct doesn't matter if you achieve a result it's just you charge by the hour yep you pass you businesses. pass the 80 percent rule yep as so, long as one of those businesses wasn't 90 percent and the other two was 10 exactly as long as they're greater than yeah as long as there isn't just one client and then completely unrelated mm-hmm. uh yeah sorry so that brings me to the next step so you've passed the 80 percent rule you now need to meet one of the next three mm. that includes unrelated clients tests so the clients need to be completely unrelated yep and you must be marketing to the public. Yep. Uh, you Employee. Must, you, you, uh, if you don't meet that, then you must have at least employed other people mm-hmm. to help do your work. Yep. And if you don't meet that, then you need to have a business premises that's yep. separate from your home, separate from your client, and is used primarily for you and your business. Yeah. So what you're telling me, Dan, is if you sell s- services yep. and it's more than 50% of your income, yep. you have to pass some tests. Correct. If you don't deliver a result based on those three factors. Correct. Then you have to pass another test, which is if you do less than 80%, if you do less than 80% (laughs) of your PSI income (laughs) with one business, you just have to prove one more thing. Yep. It's that those businesses are unrelated. Yep. Or... You hire employees. Yep. Or you have a business premises. Correct. Oh, the use of the word "or" is important there because you don't need to do all three of yeah, those. Yeah, that's right. So, in in the first instance, <laughs> in the first instance, in the uh, specific result results yeah. test, you have to pass all three. All three. You have to do and, every and, single one. And and end. In the eighty percent rule, it's, it's you pass that and one of the next three. Yes. So or or or. So, hopefully, that's clear as mud to everyone. <laughs> Obviously, it's, I mean, when you try to explain it step by step, it's, it's actually confusing. quite tough. Yeah, it is tough. And it's no wonder people get confused by it. Yeah. Now, what happens then, Tim? You say, all right, well, I've, I've, I, I have PSI and I need to yeah. follow the PSI rules. What does that mean for me in my business? Well, okay. So, for people who are just subbies... People who, someone who's a sole trader. Yeah, and, and, and their boss has has literally done what you said, Dan. Yep. They're like, I'll shift to an ABN. Yep. Uh, we'll give you a little pay rise. Yep. And uh, you can be a subcontractor. Yep. Well, it means they can they just include that as income, PSI mm-hmm. income. That's yep. fine. No penalty for that. No. The only thing is you are limited on the business deductions. So Correct. So, you claim your deductions like you would as an employee. Yep. Simple as that. Yep. And it's in a different section to where you would otherwise include it in your tax return. That's right. And Pretty much, that's it. Yep. You have to keep track of your incomes um, because they're not going to give you a payment summary. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, essentially, they've got the ATO have a little list here. Rent, mortgage interest, rates, and land tax you can't claim. Mm-hmm. Uh, payments to your spouse or other associate. Yeah. So, you can't split your income. Yeah, so you can't like employ your, your wife, wife yeah, as bookkeeper or, your, your or, something or something like that. Yeah. Uh, expenses you would generally not be able to claim as an employee. Yeah. That's what they say. Sole trader, fairly easy one. There's a there's a tick box in the tax return that you say, I yeah. earn PSI income. Yeah. And you just put your normal deductions in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, gets a bit more complicated, Tim. Yeah. What, so what if it, you're a company <laughs> yeah. or a partnership or a trust? Yeah. You'd be a little bit disappointed because you went to all the efforts to set those things up. Yeah. Probably with something in mind... Like saving tax, yeah, <laughs> by maybe paying two wages out of yeah. the company, exactly, or splitting your business profit uh, three ways via trust distribution. That's right. So what actually happens here is not only are you limited to the deductions that you're allowed, like a sole or trader. the PSI, yeah. So a, a business ah. might be earning. PSI-related income for your services, but then yeah. it have a completely separate arm of the business that yeah. isn't PSI, yeah, and it yeah. can claim and split that as normal. Mm. But for the section that is for your PSI, yeah. uh, let's say there's one discernible business yeah. or service. Exactly. Yeah. What actually happens there, Tim, 
is that income is not claimed in the company partnership or trust. Uh, it goes straight through it to the It goes straight through to the individual and they yeah. pay tax on it. See, that's an interesting one. We don't see that very often. No, we don't. And, um, but the case we're reading up on last week, Dan, mm. we did see that. Yeah. It was um, a partnership, then a family trust, then a partnership. Yeah. And all the way through, the ATO said, no, scrap all those entities. Yeah. It was you, buddy. Yeah. You, you were earning PSI because you were delivering services. You couldn't pass the tests. Exactly. And uh, we're going to put the income in your name. Yep. Which means you owe us, I think it was like 800, no. It was a lot of tax. Yep. It was like 100, 100 or 200 grand in tax. That's right. Makes a big difference, the makes, income splitting. Makes a big difference. So, essentially, be an employee if, if you are an employee. <laughs> that's, the, that's the end result of this. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's that many people who are employees who get the idea these days that they're going to set up a trust no. and split the income out. No. You did hear about it back in the day, like maybe mm. 10 years ago when we were first starting out then. They probably yeah. were like, say, engineers or yeah. um, architects or consultants who just thought, ah, hmm. I'll just shift out, I'll start a business and I'll just contract to my yeah. employer. Yeah. And then I'll be earning so much more because I'm not paying tax. Yeah. I'm going to split the income with little little Timmy, little Danny. Yep. And uh, my partner. Yep. But, um, but yeah, um, as simple as you said there, Dan, if... If you have more of a relationship with your employer, like an employee, yeah, then it's going to go in your tax return. Exactly. Regardless of what structure or entity you're in. Mm-hmm. Just because you're a company doesn't mean you're exempt from the PSI rules. And you can still claim reasonable tax deductions against yeah. it. But, exactly. Um, and, and it's more likely as well that your home isn't a place of business. No. You know? that's, even that's <laughs> rare. I mean, that would yeah. be another whole topic yeah. for us to talk about there. Exactly. <laughs> place of business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, cool. That pretty much sums it up. I suppose if people have questions or if you're unsure, mm-hmm. then send us an email. Yep. Two drunk accountants at gmail.com. Wrong. Two drunk podcasts. I was just testing you, Dan. Yeah. Not only that, Tim, is that you completely skipped our other things. Uh, not yet. I was just talking about that topic. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Two drunk podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Twitter at Too Drunk Podcast, Facebook Too Drunk Accountants. See, this is why I get it wrong, Dan, because they're all different. There's only one that's different. <laughs> Facebook, the only different one. Are they spelled with one. the number two or the letter T W O? T W O. Every single one of them. T W O. All right. So Too Drunk Accountants, find us on all the socials except for Instagram. We're also on Spotify now. That was a big announcement today. We are officially on Spotify. Find us wherever you find your podcast. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> Full stop. All right. There's no more jerks. There's no more jerks. Other Spotify, let us back on. Uh, we are on Spotify. We are on SoundCloud. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We're on Podcast. There's an app called that. There's a mm. Cast something. We're on like 30 of them. So wherever you find your podcast, we're probably there. And if you're not, send us a quick tweet. Yeah, for sure. And we'll, we'll get we'll on that. If we're going on Spotify, we can get on anything else. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Tim. Other thing? What's your other thing this well, week? Well, it's Black Friday, Dan. It is Black Friday. It's Black Friday and um, people are hunting for a bargain. Uh, so, we uh, did promise virtual <laughs> steak knives for all the <laughs> listeners today yeah. as a special. If they listen to our episode, we're going to send you some virtual steak knives. Yep. Uh, we're still not really sure what that means. No, so. uh, I think I figured it out. If you have listened to this yeah. and you want a set of virtual steak knives, tweet us. Send us a tweet. Ah, uh, yes. Like okay. us and send us a tweet uh, at Too Drunk Podcast on Twitter. Uh, and we will virtually send you on Twitter our steak knives. Yeah, virtually. Virtually. Yes. Uh, it could just be a picture of Dan holding some steak knives at this stage. But well, I'm uh, thinking it might even be like uh, steak knife uh, emojis. Yeah. Yeah, Just true. a set of emojis. We could try and find some steak knife emojis. I'm sure. There'll be steak knives out there. I'm sure there is. Or... If, you know, a steak knives, Dan, in the AFL world, mm. that's a little add-on to a deal. Mm. So, uh, sometimes they trade two big-name players, and if one club thinks one player is worth more than the other, throw in well, steak knives. they throw in the steak knives. That's, that's another player. Another player. Who they don't rate as highly. Yeah. That's just a set of steak knives. It comes with the juicy, the juicy package. Exactly. So, if you tweet us, not only do you get me, Dan, but I'll throw in some Tim. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm the steak knives in this Tim's equation. The steak knife. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, but my my other thing is JB Hi-Fi. Your website sucks. Yeah, yeah, it does. I'm trying to buy a bloody TV. All right, for work. It's for work because our TV and our board is too small. Too small. Of course, we need that 65-inch bloody LED 4K TV. Yep. But your website keeps crashing. And when I called you to put put aside a TV for me just until tomorrow or, you know, offered to pay over the phone, mm-hmm. they don't do it. They don't do it. They don't do it, Dan. So, Black Friday is a dark, dark day for me. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fair enough. And if for all the listeners out there, I just dropped my pen. Yeah, he did. He did. It was very dramatic. Very dramatic. Uh, that's a good one, Tim. <laughs> my my other thing this week is you may have remembered me a few weeks ago discussing the relay for life. I do. Yeah, I I, I remember you. Um, you backed out on the on the agreement there, or I haven't backed out on didn't any happen. agreement. It didn't happen. So what happened is that <laughs> the weather was frightful that weekend. That's right. You were saying you were going to run a marathon. I'm going to run a marathon. <laughs> Uh, so it's on this weekend so tomorrow I will be doing a marathon for cancer and it doesn't matter how quick or slow Dan does it I just need to complete 42 Ks <laughs> and if I do it, it take him all day if I do it then I'm you know champion of the world you can't do it on a skateboard you can't let someone carry you you no. can't ride a bike those are, those are the, the, the rules those are the rules replacing on this yeah those are the rules I, was, I did promise to give you 50 cents per kilometer it's dropped back to 25 cents now because um, in the time <laughs> since I made that promise I've made some bad investments <laughs> <laughs> tried to buy a TV yeah. and uh, fair enough yeah well if, if anyone feels like donating to a good cause chuck down five dollars uh, I'll put the link on our Twitter or Facebook this evening I already that's have like, before that's only again. like 10 cents a lap um, just five dollars helps. Uh, so <laughs> no, it does. Ch- chuck on five dollars, and what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to record myself at various points during my journey, ah, and awesome. and next week is a little Easter egg. I might uh, I might throw it on the end there, and and you'll be able to hear <laughs> the struggles of Dan. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. I like to hear the struggles of Dan. Yeah, every, everyone likes the struggles of Dan. So uh, the coke you're holding in your hand right now—that's carb loading. Carb loading. Tomorrow. That's why I had a sub and some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> you are an athlete. I am a mathlete. I am a mathlete. <laughs> I am a mathlete. Speaking of mathlete, this is an exciting new series coming down, and uh, there is, yeah. there is an exciting. So, uh, it very much looks like playing with numbers is happening. Oh, we just announced the name: playing with numbers. Playing with numbers. So yeah, we're uh, gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna explain it more in future weeks. That's I right. know we do say a lot of things are gonna happen, but this is actually gonna happen. This is actually happening. We've 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 lined up some some interviews and some people, and uh, this is happening. Yeah, looking forward to it. I so, am too. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for it's been good to have yeah. you in our office for for fifty three minutes. Oh, we, we we love that number, don't we? <laughs> Every week. <laughs> Yeah, we Just love 23 minutes we, we <laughs> more love a good than chat. our cutoff. <laughs> <laughs> we love a good chat. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, until next week, we will uh, calculate it. Bye.